1: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Indie Film Hustle Podcast, episode number seven. A director makes 100 decisions an hour. If you don't know how to make the right decision, you're not a director. George Lucas. Broadcasting from the back alley in Hollywood, it's
3: the Indie Film Hustle Podcast, where we show you how to survive and thrive as an indie filmmaker in the jungles of the film biz. And here's your host, Alex
2: Ferrari. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of the Indie Film Hustle Podcast. Uh, I wanted to thank you guys for... Um, all the downloads you guys and the subscriptions that I've been getting on iTunes—it's been kind of crazy how many people have been downloading uh, our little podcast here. Uh, and we actually got our first two um, reviews on iTunes, which I wanted to give a shout out to Kyle Gend- Gens. Gens, I hope I'm not killing it, Kyle. Uh, let me read your review. Um, being a DP coming from a commercial and uh, documentary, coming from commercial and documentary work. Listening to this podcast has helped me think about certain things I normally would not have. Great information only totally worth the time. I recommend it to any indie filmmaker. They are short, sweet and to the point. Thank you so much, Kyle. And my second uh, review, um, was from my main man, Jason Buff over at the Indie Film Academy podcast. I really enjoy the IFH podcast. Alec definitely has a lot of great information and he knows what he's talking about. Thank you, Jason. And if you guys want to listen to a great, uh, Another great indie podcast, uh, head over to uh, Indie Film Academy uh, a podcast. They have a really good podcast as well. Now, if you guys are like me, you have no time to read any books. And I love reading books, but with all the craziness of my life and family uh, time, it's very, very rare to sit down and read a book. So what I do is a lot of books. So what we're going to be doing uh, here on, at the Indie Film Hustle podcast is giving you guys a treat. Uh, you're going to get one free audiobook um head over to freefilmbook.com that's freefilmbook.com and you can get uh, you can download one free audiobook any one you like i like their film books because it you know keeps me up to date with all the cool film books that are out, out there but if you like narrative if you like self help anything it's all there for you just go over and use our special url freefilmbook.com so, um, today we have a great treat for you guys. Um, you're going to be listening to an interview with Dove Simmons. Dove Simmons has been um, called America's greatest film teacher. Um, he actually taught Quentin Tarantino. Uh, he, Quentin Tarantino took his course prior to making Reservoir Dogs. And uh, Quentin actually said, I took his course, I'm, it was awesome. I made it. I made Reservoir Dogs right after. So, along with other um, notables like Will Smith. Uh, Damon Wayans, uh, I think Chris Nolan, uh, a bunch of people uh, took his course. Uh, it's a kind of prerequisite here in Hollywood and around the world. And Dove's been doing this since the late 80s. Uh, and he comes from a really kind of, you know, kind of like what Indie Film Hustle is about. Uh, you know, straight from the kind of street, from the real real action, the trenches, if you will. Uh, he worked with legendary um, film producer Roger Corman for many years, uh, where he picked up a lot of his tricks of the trade. Uh, and his technique, uh, for his, uh, two day film school, he, he, um, trademarked the two day film school. Uh, and I also took it as well, uh, years ago, uh, before I made broken. So, uh, I know firsthand how amazing his course is. He really just kind of gets into your face and tells you what the realities of the film business are, how to actually make a movie. He doesn't teach creative. He doesn't teach any of that stuff. He teaches you the nuts and bolts of making a movie. Um, and his, his technique is, uh, very entertaining to say the least um he was uh, generous enough to uh to do an interview uh, for us so uh without further ado here's dove simmons guys so uh Dob, are you there can you w- welcome
4: yes alex and thank you very much for uh, introducing me to all your members at indiefilmhustle.com hi guys hello filmmakers hello writers hello directors Thank you, man. Thank you. So, um,
2: so uh, just so the indie, so the so the um, the listeners know, I actually took um, Dove's course uh, about 15 years ago, uh, so I was still I was still a little wet behind the ears back then, and uh, his course was uh, monumental in my uh my formation as a filmmaker. Uh, I did my right after I did it, I shot my first short film that went on to do. A lot of uh, different things for me, and, and kind of launched my career. Uh, so um, it's a big, big thrill having you uh, on the show, Dob, and and to speak to you. So again, thank you so much for doing the show.
4: Alex, thank you. You're welcome very much. Also, let's carry on. Okay.
2: So um, let me ask you a question. Uh, you got your start um, in the film industry with uh, Roger Corman. Is that correct? Uh,
4: yes. A little bit before him, I was about two years before I met him. I was naive and romantic, came to Hollywood, (laughs) thought I saw movies, thought I could do better. Never really realized, you know, this place called Hollywood, they know what they're doing they're in the business of making money and it's corporations and I came romantic and naive, I had a lot of ideas but nobody owns an idea. I chased the deal, chased the deal, it didn't happen, then out of necessity in order to pay rent, I became what's called an independent reader and over two years i read probably about 2,000 screenplays and did what's called coverage. In those days, I was paid $25 to $35 to read a script and do a two-page book report analysis on it. And while doing that, then I stumbled into doing a no-budget commercial. Then I stumbled into a one-day shoot with somebody that was hired by Roger Corman. Then a month later, I did a weekend shoot for him and actually got a check for $200. Then I did a one-week shoot as a production manager Then a three-week shoot. This is over six months to one year. Okay. And then I eventually became what's called a line producer for Roger Corman. So glamorously, I can say I was in the script development business and I read 2,000 scripts and did coverage on them, but paid 25 to $35 each. And I was a line producer for Roger Corman. Sounds exotic. <laughs> and it, it, by the way, it is. It is. So I've read scripts, and then I stumbled into working for Roger as a production manager. And he allowed me to have a nicer title in the next shoot, but he didn't give me any more money. And he allowed me to be called a line producer, which is nothing but a production manager, on the next shoot, and during that time, I stumbled into doing a teaching gig at UCLA. Then, six months later, USC asked me to do the class, then NYU, and I stumbled into teaching. Nobody plans on being a film instructor. We're all usually a bunch of failures who tried producing, writing, and directing. Everybody knows the saying, those that can, do and those that can't teach. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a great producer, I want to be a great director, I still want to be, but I really don't have the talent. But I have enough experience, and I stumbled into teaching, and I found out, oh, I'm a very good communicator, teacher, and I have the sound bites of this mysterious industry that is called a business, it's called show business, it's not called show art, And then I just started informing people that have the passion, have the desire, have the talent, but need some structure. And I gave that to them. Hopefully. God bless. I don't know if I answered the question. I rambled. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Um,
2: So you did start with Roger. Um, Now, can I ask you a question? I. I've, I've studied uh, Roger Corman and all his work and, and he's launched I mean many uh, many many film careers uh, monster film careers in Hollywood mm-hmm. what did you learn going through the Corman film school I know a few people who've actually gone through it as well some crew members DPS and uh, so on that went through it as well did projects with Roger what what did you learn uh, about that kind of crazy um, filmmaking process that he goes through
4: one it's a business Two, get it done Don't make it great. That's it? Awesome. That's it. It's it's a business. Mm -hmm. Now get it done. And get it done means you only have enough money for one, two, or three-week shoot. At the most, a three-week shoot. Mm -hmm. A 90-page script. One location. Roger jokingly says, but it's correct. When you don't know what you're doing your first feature film, take eight kids to a house and chop them up. That's a 90-page script, eight kids, one house. Wait a second. One house. Take your eight actors to one house. That's a stage play. Oh, that's easy to do. No props, no location moves, no exterior night. Roger also said if he ever sees the two words exterior night in a script, he throws the script out. Don't try to shoot anything exterior night with no turnaround. So, Roger, it's business. Get it done. Sell the poster. Call it a million dollar feature, but I never saw more than $150,000 to make one. But he calls it a million dollar feature. And then he goes to a film market, not a film festival. And at a market, he licenses, it, sells it to Italy, Germany, Japan, Korea, Ecuador, Brazil, Hong Kong, China, Indonesia, Malaysia, the Philippines, Australia, New Zealand. When you make a feature film that is genre oriented, and visual-oriented. We'll
2: be right back after a word from our sponsor.
1: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Herron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free
4: Now, back to the show. And it's made in America with American teenagers, American people in American jeans, with American Ray-Bans, in an American house, an American car. You can do, even though it might be poor acting, it's a genre, you can do 35 sales at a film market at ballpark 10000 to $60,000 per nation. So let's talk business. Roger states he just made a million-dollar feature. However, I'm the line producer. I only spent $150,000 to make it, and I stopped trying to figure out where the other $850,000 goes to. So he made a million-dollar feature. That's what he calls it. But he spent $150,000. Then in a film market, he does 35 sales at an average price of twenty dollars to $30,000 per nation. Do the math. That means he made a profit. Of course. And then he comes back next year with part two and part three. <laughs> and if they make profits, then next year he does part four and part five. And what he said is, if you want to do art, of, you want to send a message, call Western Union. <laughs> I'm not in the message business. I'm in the business of renting seats and selling sugar. That's the movie business.
2: Now that movie business has changed a bit uh, as far as
4: distribution. Well, now it's gotten better and better with social media and on-demand and all these platforms. There are about 20 on-demand platforms. So maybe you as the one, not you, Alex, specifically, but your audience, you have two choices, audience, actually three. Make your no-budget, micro-budget, ultra-low-budget feature. Go get your two iPhones. Do it again. And let's see if you can get into Sundance, Toronto, Telluride, Cannes, or Berlin. Any other festivals are useless. And if you can get into one of them, no, nowhere near a guarantee. That is marketable. You will get a distributor that'll probably offer you two hundred thousand million dollars to walk away. That's one game plan. A second game plan is do it, but go more, not for dialogue, story, and plot point. Go more for the poster and the genre, and then you take it yourself to Cannes, not the film festival, the market, or AFM. Book a room. That'll cost you twenty dollars to $40,000 to do sales, and let's see how good a salesman you are to Italy, Germany, Japan, Korea and do it yourself or get a foreign distributor and a producer's rep to do it for you. But they're the middlemen and you're gonna see some creative bookkeeping. (laughs) And the third way, is the one that has just started really becoming real about two years ago is because of social media and all these different on-demand platforms, being subscription on-demand, transactional on-demand, or ad support on-demand, you yourself, never mind going theatrical, never mind trying to make a print and put it in theaters, never mind billboards and newspaper ads, never mind even foreign sale. Let's just go on the internet and do it that way and cut out the middleman. And you want to call it the old word of self-distribution? I'll call it be your own distributor through the internet.
2: Now, um, and do you suggest that filmmakers build their communities to be able to sell, like build a community to be able to sell directly to them, like, you know, to make a, a, to do a VHX or a or uh, you know Vimeo Pro on demand or, or even YouTube on demand or any of that kind of stuff. Do you suggest that they try to build a community of some sort to be able to start selling more all and more good, all,
4: all good, all good, yes, yes. But let's talk the magnitude of building a community. Okay. And not just a couple little Facebook friends. Of course. We're talking about get 200,000 of 2 million people.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And if you can do that, Absolutely. Absolutely. Other than that, it's just a nice exercise. Got it.
2: Got it. Yeah, because out, out of 200,000, if, even if 500 people, 1,000 people buy your film at a certain price point, it does. Uh, either rent it,
4: download it, $2, sure. $4, whatever. Mm-hmm. There it is. Then go knock another one out next week. And so then on. Then go so knock on. another one out next week. Then you're going to build your database. You're going to build your community. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Build a community, but be realistic about what quantifies a mm-hmm. community. Right. 500 friends mm-hmm. is not a community. That's barely a neighborhood.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: exactly,
2: exactly. So let me ask you, um, why did you start doing the two-day film school?
4: I had to pay rent. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, it's hard for me to talk about me because then it comes out of ego. But I'm proud of being brutally honest or straight. Yes, you and, are. <laughs> and at a necessity, I wanted to be a big producer. I wanted to be a big director. Mm-hmm. But then I've got a wife and children I had to pay rent. So first is reading scripts, reading two scripts a night for coverage at 25 to 35 bucks and four scripts on the weekend, then getting some production managing nickel dime jobs with Roger. Then getting a gig at UCLA. Right. Then and they paid me only $250 for the first teaching gig for a day at UCLA. Then USC offered me $2,000 for a two day class. Ooh. Yeah, not bad. That's like 40 scripts reading. That's 80 scripts reading. Sure. Then NYU in New York offered me $5,000 for a weekend class. Oh, wow a coach ticket and staying at a cheap hotel in Manhattan. But then I stumbled into somebody and I did each of those schools. I did about four or six times. This is over a three year period. Mm -hmm. And during the time of finding out, do you know, I like teaching. Mm -hmm. Do you know, I actually have the information from the school of hard knocks and the ability to put it in sound bites that first timers understand where I don't say the romantic things like you got to have heart, you got to have passion, you got to have talent, you got to believe in yourself and go take an exotic class on lighting. Lighting will kill you on your first feature film. Mm -hmm. You got, let's go, your first feature film, you got enough money at the most for a three-week shoot. Maybe it's micro budget, no budget, a one-week shoot. So a three-week shoot is 18 shooting days. You have a 90-page screenplay, so you have a shooting schedule of five pages per day. You only have about 12 hours of daylight in a day, one hour to get there, get set up, one hour for lunch. So in 10 hours of shooting, by the way, would you like good production value or coverage, then each page or scene, you should shoot it with about six angles. The master shot, two over-the-shoulder reverse-angle medium shots, three or four close-up cutaways, and a close-up of the actor's action. That's about six setups. So if you're getting five pages and six setups, that's 30 setups. So getting 30 setups in 10 hours, that's 600 minutes, you have 20 minutes per shot. Now pick up the camera, move, find your new place, set it down, Now get the actor, block him, put him in the right frame, compose it properly, let him read the one-page scene through two or three times with the two or three actors. You have now run out of time. Don't even think about lighting. Makes sense. There's no time. Mm -hmm. Okay, go to USC film school. You're going to look at all these beautiful movies, and you're going to think, (laughs) I want that to look like. Then go get $10 million. (laughs) Which you're not going to get for your first, second, or third feature. Anyway, you see what I do? Well, uh, I know you know what I do. Yeah, sure. Let's I get real. I break it down in real. I do a two-day film school. Day one, I teach how to make your first independent feature. Independent means get your own money. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to hear about studio financing. You're not going to hear about government funding programs. You're not going to hear about product placement. You're not going to hear about cans and pre-selling and international co-production. That's not independent financing. Mm -hmm. That's the Hollywood system. It's crowdfunding or it's legalized begging. And right. you're going to come up with 10000 at the absolute most 200000 to make your first feature. So you better forget the idea that you have right now because you can't make it for minimal money. Now let's come up with the 90-page, one-location stage play. Jokingly, Roger says take eight kids to a house and chop them up. It's a stage play. Right. Put your idea that you have right now, ND Hustlers, that you have right now. I'm sure your idea is great. Get the script, now put it aside for your second project. Now let's come up with a project, not a short, a feature film that will get you the credibility at a festival to get the financing for that project. And your first project is gonna be a 90 page, one location, pretty close to a stage play. The dinner from hell, the class reunion, the courtroom drama. You'll figure out something creatively, everybody out there.
0: Buy rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
3: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
3: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs)
4: And you're going to have enough money for a one, two, or three-week shoot. So on day one, I teach how to get the script. I teach how to do the shooting schedule. I teach your vendor and equipment deals, assuming you have $10,000 to 200000 mm-hmm. I show how to spend the money for a one, two, or three-week shoot, but leave money left over for post, your picture edit, your sound edit, your ADR, your Foley, your musical score, and how to get your output right now going through a festival, your DCP, mm-hmm. and keeping $10,000 back for promotion and social media for that one premiere at the festival and better get into a major festival. 3,000 festivals in the world, 2,980 are useless. (laughs) Yes. They're social. They're not useless. They're good social functions. They're parties, and everybody gets an award at every festival. (laughs) Yes. Usually it's an invoice, but people (laughs) call it an, an award. Yes, very much so. But... What you've got to do is of 3,000 festivals, why do you want to go to a festival? Everybody knows why. To sell your film, be discovered, get a distributor. Well, you're not going to sell your film going to the Columbus, Ohio Film Festival because no distributors send their employees there. Of 3,000 festivals, the buyers that are the technical phrase are called the acquisition execs. You should do an article or podcast on the acquisition execs, their names, and who are they. Okay. Because those are the ones that write the checks and buy, and nobody wants to seem to know their names. Where in my class I go, here are their names, here are their emails, start blogging them, start blasting them out. And so of 3,000 festivals in the world, those 20 to 40 acquisition execs Only go to about 12 festivals a year. Sundance, Toronto, Telluride, Cannes, Berlin, maybe AFI, maybe Los Angeles Independent Festival. So you got to get into one of those major festivals where the odds are very poor. And if you can get into one of the major festivals, now you're in. That's the key. Get into a major festival of 3,000 there are only 15 of them that mean anything all the rest are nice social functions there's nothing wrong with them but you're not going to sell your film at them
2: very very true i've gone through many festivals myself and i've seen a lot of filmmakers uh, go to hundreds of festivals and it, it, and I, at the end of the day they're like not are you are you how how's your career going is it moving forward or not and they
4: uh generally generally not It's it's poker. It's a tough one, because when you make your film, it's your baby. Oh, yeah. And you're so emotionally attached to it, and it is your baby. And you know how hard you worked. And I really believe anybody that makes a feature film, especially with no money, deserves an Oscar. (laughs) Not an award, an Oscar. Never mind people that get Oscars when they're given all the money in the world and all these amazingly talented people. That's not tough. What's tough is to take little, the hardest thing anybody's going to do in the film industry ever is their first independent micro budget, no budget feature film. You have little to no money. You don't know what you're doing. You will have relatively inexperienced people, most with attitudes cause they went to film schools <laughs> it's very true. and somehow you got to get this thing done, done. And everybody thinks it's supposed to be perfect. And I guarantee you, when you're writing the check and that your dad gave you the money, you're in a position of, I got to get it done Mm -hmm. and somehow you got to get it done. And if you can get that done and get it into Sundance, Toronto or Telluride or Cairns, you really are amazing. You really do have talent. And now you're going to get a lot more money for your second feature film, which is easier because now you know what you're doing. Now you have more money. Now you can afford to pay crew what they believe they're supposed to be paid and they like the gig. It gets easier and easier and easier. The hardest thing to ever do is the first no budget micro budget feature. And that's your community, Alex, and you're mm-hmm. informing them the best you can right. from the experience that you have. God bless.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. So um, can I uh, can I ask you a few more questions? Of course. All right. So um, you've discussed in uh, I, I, uh, online and also on your course what are the four different kind of budgets. Can you kind of break sure. down real quick what the four different budgets are?
4: Yeah. Mega budget, medium budget, low budget, and no budget. Let me qualify that. But those those are the four. Okay. First off, let's get a reality check. Everybody in the world, when they say they're making a feature film, everybody always asks everybody, what's your budget? Where the correct answer is it's none of your bloody business. All right. But it's amazing how everybody wants to know everybody else's budget. And seventy years ago in Hollywood, I'm sure the Hollywood executives found out that people are always asking them, What's your budget? Now, Hollywood gives out the budget. Wait, let's get a little common sense. Can you name me any other industry in the world that manufactures products where the manufacturer actually tells the consumer what it costs to make their product? No. Mm -hmm. Only the movie industry is the only industry in the world where they actually tell the consumer what it costs to make their product. Now let's have a little common sense and a moment of clarity. Hollywood, Warner Bros. Paramount, 20th Century, Universal, Disney, Sony. When they tell you the budget, you think they tell you the truth? Of course not. What the budget is to make their movie is nobody's bloody business. But because people, A, want to know, and B, it seems to be a good marketing thing, they say the number. And my opinion is the number they say It's probably 20 to 40 times bigger than what it really costs to make it. So a mega budget is a studio feature film where you're gonna hear numbers like the budget is 100 million or 200 million. My opinion, it doesn't cost that, but my opinion is it's a very expensive movie and nobody's gonna make that for their first feature film, the mega budget feature. The next budget categories, what I call the medium budget feature, which is when you're trying to finance a thing but not going directly to a studio, I call the medium budget features the two-number budgets. When you ask somebody what's the budget and then they say two numbers, a range, don't you think they know the exact number? What's the budget? Oh, the budget might feature films, two to three million. 3 to five million, five to 7, 7 to 10, 10 to 12, 12 to 15, 15 to 20, 20 to 30. What do you mean? Don't you know the number? <laughs> but isn't it amazing how many people say the budget or announce it and they say two numbers? That means it's not going to be a 100 million or 200 million studio feature film. So what they have to do is they say a number, they inflate it, then they stretch it. It's marketing Mm
5: -hmm.
4: now a long time ago. I worked for Roger Corman. Remember what I said about 30 minutes ago Mm -hmm. and I worked on what he would call million dollar features, but as the line producer, I never saw more than 150,000. So basically I believe most budgets have been inflated 600 to a thousand percent. When we start playing the let's market to the consumer game, because they don't even know how to rent a camera, and we're going to tell them how expensive it is, and the bigger the number we tell them, maybe a better chance of them coming to check it out. So the mega budget, hundreds to $200 million feature, that's the studio feature. The medium budget, two-number budget, one to two million, two to three million, three to five million. They're usually made for about 300 to 500 thou or 500 to 700 thou, which is a lot of money for probably a five-week shoot. But that money is usually raised at Cannes, not the Cannes Festival, the Cannes market mm-hmm. or AFM or the European film market at Berlin, which is Berlin Festival is the Berlin Alley, but next door is the European film market. So the two number budgets are usually raised from foreign sales with product placement and maybe a government financing program put in. And you hear numbers like two to three million, three to five, five to seven, seven to ten, ten to twelve. The low budget is where I worked for guys like Roger Corman at that time.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor
3: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
2: ChumbaCasino.com.
5: by law. 18 plus terms and Website
4: for details.
2: And now back to the
4: show. Crown Trauma. All right. Uh, curb Entertainment. Canon. Canon, absolutely. The early days of Lionsgate, the million-dollar feature. But a million-dollar feature is not made for a million dollars. If you actually have a million dollars in cash and spent it to make it, and somebody asks you what's the budget, Alex, I'm going to tell you, say, it's a three to $5 million dollar feature.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And then if you want to go to heaven, that's lying. If you want to go to heaven, you sneak in the words just under. So, when you have a million dollars to make a feature and somebody asks you what's the budget, and you want to go to heaven, but (laughs) you want to make money, say the budget, oh, it's somewhere just under five to seven million. (laughs) Is a million dollars just under five to seven million? Absolutely. Oh, you're that lying. You're marketing. You're going to go to heaven. So, the low budget features are usually three week shoots non guild, non union. Maybe sag, with no movie names in it. Maybe an over the hill television name, and they're million dollar features, but they're made for about two hundred to three hundred thou, and they're pretty close to the one location sort of genre stage play. Then the micro budget, or the true ones where your listeners and your community should really be thinking about going, that's what you want to call it the no budget, the micro budget the mini budget the ultra low budget it's ballpark between 10 and a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars a one or two week shoot with you have a hundred you can do a one-week shoot with two 4k reds you got 10 thou forget about the red go down to two iphones You can do a one week shoot with two iPhones. What's the one that hit at Sundance? Yeah,
2: Yeah, exactly.
4: So what are you asked me? What about budgets make a budget is when you're thinking about doing a studio feature, don't think about that until your third or fourth feature film. Medium budget is usually pre-selling at cans. Once you have a track record. And think about that for your second or third feature film. And that's the two number budget. Mm-hmm. The low budget is the million dollar feature. You can get that either from crowdfunding or a small private placement, raising 200 to 300,000, offering 50%, not ownership, of profits, big caveat if there are any. And the micro budget feature is get your own money. Go get a job at Starbucks and save some money. Let's see how great and how much talent you have with the great script that takes place in one location. A five to seven person crew, a one week shoot with a bunch of pizzas, burgers and fries. And now let's see how good the actors are and how good your script is. And the camera will probably bounce all over the place. But the key in micro budget filmmaking is not the camera. It's the microphone. Mm-hmm. Make sure the audio is great. Everybody wants to read about a new camera and then read about a new app with a new lens. It's the audio. I don't care how great the script is and how great the acting and how great the props and great the wardrobe and great this and great that. If the audio is mediocre to poor, it stinks.
2: Yeah, they'll anyway, f- they'll forgive a they'll forgive a bad picture way before they forgive bad audio.
4: Yep. Yeah. The- if the audio is poor nobody cares. Nobody will listen to it. Nobody will hear it. That's it. So the four budgets, you got them, Alex? I got Mega, it.
2: I got them. Medium,
4: I got low and micro and where your audience should be focusing on is think micro and maybe low. Think crowdfunding equity, crowdfunding donations, or saving up 10 or $20,000 in a one week shoot. We're thinking about a private placement raising 200 to $300,000. But don't make a short to demonstrate your talent that's going backwards when you're an adult. <laughs> Find your cinematographer where you live that's a real cinematographer. He will have or she will have an 8 to 10 minute demo reel. You're going to use that demo reel to demonstrate your talent. Your talent was, look, look who I'm hiring. Look what he or she does. When you make your own short, it's going to look worse than the demo reel of that cinematographer. How about that one?
2: That's very good. That's actually really good advice.
4: Thank you. Uh, uh,
2: (laughs) So um, can you share some of uh, some of the Hollywood's big lies? I know a lot of uh, a lot of filmmakers are completely bewildered by the magic of Hollywood. What are some, just a couple of the big lies that that you've talked about?
4: Well, the biggest lie is we're looking for talent. <laughs> <laughs> They've got, got all the talent. For talent. I love all those people saying we're looking for talent. No, we're not. We're looking for money and we're looking for marketable names. If, if you think anybody out there thinks we're looking for talent, get on a plane, fly to L.A., rent a car, drive over to Paramount. Go to the gate guard, and when he says, hello, who are you, say, I'm talent. I'm here. Who do I see? I heard on television you're looking for talent. Please tell them I'm here.
2: That's awesome. That is truly one of the big lies, no question about it. And the next one
4: is, the budget is, and they tell you the budget. Sure. It really, it's not your business, and stop asking people what's the budget. It's not your business, and when they tell you a number, it's going to be massively inflated to create a higher perceived value. Exactly, or or lower, or the,
2: it's either the most expensive yeah. movie all the time or the e- cheapest. Either drive
4: it up or drive it down, but the drive it down doesn't work anymore now that we got iPhones, Tangerine. What what's the budget of your feature film? Eighty two dollars. Ex- That's yeah. been used too many times yeah. already.
2: Yeah it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's been it's been beaten it's been beaten up a bit. Um, can you give another,
4: another Hollywood lie? Mm-hmm. We're looking for great scripts. Go <laughs> <laughs> to the movies. Yeah. go look at batman superman iron man pizza man burger man <laughs> are those great scripts no. no i'm not yelling at you alex i
2: appreciate it no i've i've seen i believe me i'm I'm familiar with your style of uh, teaching sir so there's no problem at all
4: uh carry on next question
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry.
2: Sure. yeah sure um uh, is there any um, any advice you could give uh, young filmmakers about publicity for their film, for their first film?
4: It's a new world for me. I'm not that educated with social media. But, yes, you got to – first, you got to make your first feature film. Got it. 90 pages, one location. And, yes, get some sort of poster or billboard, but you're not going to print <laughs> it and put it out on street corners now let's see how you do YouTube. Let's see what you do on a campaign that makes something go viral. Mm -hmm. Let's see how you get a a curiosity factor. Let's see how you do Twitter. This is the new world. I'm 72. I know this world exists. It's not a gimmick. It is the real world. But I can't teach it because I'm not savvy enough. I know it's here. Yes, it's very important, especially when you're micro-budget, ultra-low-budget, no-budget, and you're doing things for 5000 to $30,000, and we have all these on-demand platforms from the Hulus, from the Netflix, from the distributors, from the Indie IndieFlix, from the Snag Films, etc., mm-hmm. that if you can get the word out and have people more than the phrase check me out... <laughs> right want to pay to see it for be it micro blogging microcharging 59 cents each Mm -hmm. or dollar or two dollars but you can make profits now you can make profit but the key is what you said that i can't fake it i don't know how to teach how to get the word out within social media i know the phrases facebook i know youtube Mm -hmm. i know social media i know twitter but I'm not savvy enough of how to create campaigns for them. Got it. I know how to market to bring people to my class to sell my product, my DVD film school Uh or my two-day film school, or on my website I have a streaming film school Uh that I charge only $89 for 20 hours. Uh So I got to drive traffic to it. Right. So I know how to do a blog and how to send that out. And how to get the blog onto every Facebook group.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: I've got about 140 Facebook groups I put it on. Then I'm on LinkedIn groups. They only allow you 40. So I put it there. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor
6: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
4: And now, back to the show. Then I know how to do spo- ad-sponsored links on Facebook
5: mm-hmm.
4: and Google and buy keywords and to target it properly. So my average click to my website cost me 28 cents. Not bad. No, I'm I'm happy with that, I, I learned that.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: My conversion rate though for my landing pages, it's not that good. Mm-hmm. One out of 150 people that come to my landing page with the 28 cent click. Mm-hmm means it cost me about $45 to get one person to buy my product at $89 to $389. Right. I make a profit, but I think I can be more efficient at it, but that's what I'm doing. I think I just gave a class, by the way, to your listeners. <laughs> yeah, I think
2: so too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's kind of like where I'm. That's my specialty is that kind of uh, creating landing pages and and uh, optimizing sites for SEO and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of where I, I came from. I actually came from post production originally, and I still do post production for the last twenty years. Um, and that's how, I made, that's how I make my living is post production
4: and directing commercials and music videos. But then I started getting Sorry, into. I want to stop right now. Yeah. The not stop. I want to applaud you. you. Number one, if you understand picture editing Mm -hmm. and post-production, then if anybody out there is looking for a director, Alex is the person to hire. You do not hire a stage director that knows how to talk to human beings, actors. I'm not saying that's not important. Mm -hmm. You want to hire somebody that knows, has learned from seeing how other directors screwed up. And editors are always, Oof. they don't tell anybody, but they always save the film.
2: It's abso- always, absolutely true. Absolutely true.
4: And now they, color and, and editorial. knows how to, what the basic is of get a master, get two over the shoulder medium shots. Where is the B-roll or the cutaway roll or the close-up? Or the, they, sometimes they call it the cat in the window shots, the close-ups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Alex understands that. And he also understands the mechanical making of the film, which is post-production, mm-hmm. what the steps are, which are so important. Anyway, let's go back. I A D D. would Alex, you were I, saying. I, I,
2: I appreciate that. that, uh, that, that That's not, I'm
4: not blowing smoke. You're not giving me any money. I know, I know. <laughs> Anybody I know, out there, Alex knows how to direct. Now I, you guys come up with 50 thou or 200 thou. And I'm there. Get the great <laughs> script and call him up and he'll get it done for that money.
2: Actually, being in post-production for so long and, and delivering full deliverables all the way through distribution, international distribution and everything, I've seen um, how the process runs uh, in post-production and seen the, the 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 soft underbelly of independent film doing this. And uh, it's true.
4: The whole movie is saved in, in post-production. Either saved ready? or created. I'm going to tell all your listeners right now. You want to break in? You want to be rich and famous? Okay, here's what you do. Make the first movie virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. Who's doing it? And never mind Oculus Rift. That's by far the best. Mm -hmm. Go for the cheap one. Go with the Samsung and the cardboard glasses. But do it in virtual reality. Who's doing the first movie? And the key is audio. Mm How to do 360 degree sound.
2: Interesting. Actually, Whoa. I have to do some more research on on the virtual reality. Do it. Yeah. Don't but, do
4: research. <laughs> then you're too late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
2: uh, I just have a couple more questions for you, Duff. Sure. Uh, um, why do you think the Two Day Film School has been so popular all, all these years? I mean, it's been around since the 80s, correct? 80s or 90s?
4: Uh, I think I did the first one after I did UC, teaching at UCLA and the USC, then NYU, then somebody in the class said, you know your acts together, bring it to Cincinnati, bring it to Portland. And there you Ooh, then I entrepreneured. Mm-hmm. That would have been about 89, gotcha. so the 90s. Got I, it. I, so it's been successful because then there was such a void yeah. for film education. Mm-hmm. For adults and professionals, now there are so many people doing their variations, and very many of them are very good at it. Also, mm-hmm. I've just been around long. I have the street experience. I have a little bit of an unusual personality, <laughs> and I've learned the sound bites mm-hmm. that people can understand. And I'm still an entrepreneur, and I still I truly. L- movies bore me the movie business it's fascinating fascinates me yeah and it's still business and I teach everybody's out there is thinking art and it is an art form but I teach the business of making the art and the business of selling the art And I think that sustains with my personality that delivers the products properly. And I stay abreast. I can explain product placement revenues now. Mm -hmm. I can explain the government programs, be it tax credits, assume tax credits, reforms, rebates, which ones to go with and where the money is and what states have it. Then I can explain how to start tapping China. China is this 800 pound gorilla that is not Mm going to go away. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting bigger and bigger, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I stay abreast. I stay abreast of which right now, virtual reality,
5: mm-hmm.
4: of how to make movies in virtual reality. Yes, everybody's thinking virtual reality gaming. It's actually perfect for it. And yes, there's going to be virtual reality for put something on a telescope and put it in outer space. And then every nation and city doing travelogues and the real estate people doing virtual reality for come and look at the $10 million house. But the key for us is virtual reality and movies. And the key is figuring out sound. Mm Mm-hmm the cameras are there with the 16 little, you know, the 16 little GoPros in little segments <laughs> around the camera, 32 of them. Right. That's, the key is binaural sound and how to come up with a script in real time with binaural sound that has 10 people in a room. And when your eyes go to one person talking, you can also hear that one person talking. Yeah,
2: that is, that's a challenge Uh, as a challenge be
4: the first to do it now let's have one of your community do it Uh just like somebody a year ago jason blum is the contemporary genius Mm -hmm. he funded a couple people with a couple of iphones and that was tangerine wow the next story is not going to be making movies with iphones it's been done and keep doing it's now the next virtual reality movie
2: very cool Uh, one more question Um, what is the future for independent filmmakers uh, and the changing industry Like it's changed so much in the last 10 years
4: where do you see it going forward there are two there are two industries there's the studio system as long as the family stays together on the weekend kids got to get out of the house where are they going to go the cheapest form of entertainment will always be movies. I don't know what a movie theater is going to look like 20 years from now, but kids are always going to have to get out of the house. And movies compared to live theater, music concerts, and sporting events are the cheapest form of entertainment. So movies, movie theaters will always be there. Plus, by the way, kids, us parents... Come weekends, want to get away from you, spoiled little brats. (laughs) And the cheapest form of entertainment is the movie theater and the mall. So I believe movie theaters and malls will always be there. So I don't accept everything has changed. Mm -hmm. I will argue that forever. What i go is there's a new medium, the social media and the iPads and the on-demand. That's a new revenue stream. I go, it's a golden era. You can make something and hope to get into the theatrical demographics that it becomes a movie and then cash in from the other revenue streams. Or you can go for something directly for the on-demand platforms and know how to get the word out specifically within the social media and the community, as you mentioned, Alex, that you build up. Mm -hmm. So the old world is still there it's not going anywhere and it got bigger because of china Mm -hmm. and there is a new world that is not replacing the old world we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor
6: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.:
2: And now back to the show.:
4: It's an addition to,
2: kind of like Rome. Rome: okay. Yeah, Rome still has the ancient buildings lying around, but there's very modern in many ways. So it's not replaced it completely, but they live hand in hand.
4: Now, let's start, though. Here's my formula. And, you know, my, I did a blog yesterday on it. I posted it today.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You want $200 million, make yes. a $20 million feature, get your opening title credit, get it out there, and it makes money. And then the studios will line up to give you two hundred mil. Mm-hmm. But you got to start with $20 mil. Alex, do you have twenty million dollars in your pocket that you can write the check? I don't think so. Not not don't in the have. not
2: at the moment, sir.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get twenty million? You make a two million dollar feature.
2: How do you get two million dollars? Oh, you're you're you're. I lost you there, Dov.
4: Oh, yeah. how do you get two hundred million? You make a twenty million dollar feature that makes.
2: Make sure. uh sorry. I'm, I'm losing you, Dov. Can you make sure your uh, connections in?
4: Oh, I put the mic down. Am I better now? Yeah, you're there. You're better now. That was me putting it across my body. I put no. the microphone, I covered it up. No so how do you get $200 million? You make a $20 million feature that makes money. Wait, how do you get $20 million? You make a $2 million feature that makes money. Well, how do you get $2 million? You make a $200,000 feature that makes money, but you'll call it a million dollar feature. Well, how do you get $200,000? You make a $20,000 feature. And how do you get 20,000? You get a job. You save money. Do not go to NYU film school. Do not go to USC or UCLA. Are they the best film schools in the world? Yes. Are they great? If your parents have a billion dollars in equity. If not, it's not worth it. Take your money, go make a micro-budget fee. Take your money and learn screenwriting. Learn how to tell the amazing story that takes place in one room, 90 pages, one location. Then you'll come up with your iPhones, you'll cast unknowns, and now we'll see how much talent you really have. And my it's just my heart talking. I believe that product will get out there. Mm-hmm. If you make it for five, ten, twenty dollars $20,000, you will probably make your money back. And now you started to get a game plan, a business plan. Start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. May Alex do a little commercial?
2: Yeah, I was actually just—that was the next thing. I'm like, so where can uh, where can we find uh, the two-day film school, Dov?
4: Uh This is
2: going out. You're bre- you're breaking up, Dov. Dov so it can. Okay.
4: You- so here it is. I better get in it in quick. My website is webfilmschool.com. Webfilmschool.com. On there, you'll find my no bull film blog webfilmschool.com. On webfilmschool.com, I have a 20-hour streaming film school that you can get for $89 for 20 days or $149 for 60 days. Can you hear me, Alex?
2: Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. It's perfect. Okay.
4: Thank you very much. Also, if you want to own it, I have it in a DVD format that I'll mail out. It's $249. It's 16 DVDs, 30 lessons, budgeting, scheduling, screenwriting, directing, cinematography, lighting, etc., marketing, distributing. And also, I do my two day class three times a year in New York, three times a year in LA, but I'm doing it four times in China, four times in Australia, wow. uh, Croatia, and a couple other nations. So, webfilmschool.com. You'll find me. You'll get my blog, and you'll hear my personality. And I believe, though, with my weird personality, I get you focused and give you the straight information. But what I can't teach is talent. It's so important. I don't know how to teach it. I know how to give you the nuts and bolts. I know how to demystify this mysterious industry so you go, oh, I know what to do but you've got to do it with a work ethic, and you've got to do it with something I don't know how to teach, talent. I know it after I see it, but I can't teach it. I wish all of your community the best. I recommend to get your 90-page, one-location stage play and start with a micro-budget, one-week feature film. One-week feature. God bless, happy filmmaking.
2: Thank you, Dov, so much for being on the show. Uh, and guys, please go out and uh, go to webfilmschool.com. It is awesome. I highly, highly recommend it. I've been actually promoting it on Indie Film Hustle since we launched Indie Film Hustle. Dove doesn't give me a dime for that. I do it just because uh, I love him and I love, uh, <laughs> I love the kind of work that uh, and the, the information's there and it's so in your face, and exactly what you need to hear. And there's no BS, there's no romanticizing, which a lot of people do. He gets straight to the point and tells you exactly what you need to do to make a movie. And like he says, he can't teach you talent, but he can teach you how to make it. Uh, so definitely head uh, go over there. So, Dov, thank you again so much for uh, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it.
4: You're welcome, and all you out there, you got 20000 to 200000 in the great script and want to hire a director, Alex will get it done. But if you're paying him nickel-dime money, he better have an equity in it if he <laughs> loves the script. God bless. Happy filmmaking, everybody. Thanks.
2: So that was Dove Simmons, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. It was a big treat talking to Dove. Uh, he is, as, as you can tell, uh, a master at what he does uh he's one of the first guys uh actually the first guy if, if i'm not mistaken in the in the game of uh teaching filmmakers uh independent filmmakers outside of film schools so um i really am a big fan of his and big fan of what he does so you guys got to go check out uh webfilmschool.com where you can find uh his course uh, i would definitely take his course if you're going to be a filmmaker it is awesome it teaches you it really is a 2-day film school like you come out of there and you you, th- you really f- feel that you have a good grasp of how to make a movie, technically. Uh, not the creative, not the cameras, not any of that stuff, but actually the nuts and bolts of making a movie. So uh, definitely go check them out. And thanks again uh, to Dov for uh, being on the show. Now, if you want to get my six secrets to get into film festivals for cheap or free, head on over to FilmFestivalTips.com. That's FilmFestivalTips.com. I'll show you how I got into over 500 film festivals um, for cheap or free. And I only paid for a fraction of them, so I give you all my secrets on how I did it. That's filmfestivaltips.com. And again, guys, if you like the show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, you have no idea how much that helps the show uh, and helps us get to more and more independent filmmakers and uh, spread the gospel that is Indie Film Hustle. So thanks again, guys, for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.
3: Thanks for listening to the Indie Film Hustle podcast at IndieFilmHustle.com. That's
5: I-N-D-I-E-F-I-L-M-H-U-S-T-L-E.com.